0: On Tuesday's Zone Daily Podcast, we honor a Titans legend. Didn't get the chance on Monday's show to talk about Floyd Reese, who unfortunately passed away over the weekend. We're going to take the chance uh, to dive deeper into his life and his legacy with the Tennessee Titans here on today's show. Brad Hopkins, former Titans and Oilers tackle, joined J. Martin Ramon yesterday sharing his best memories uh, of who Floyd Reese was and what he meant to the Tennessee Titans organization. The entire interview right here, talking about Floyd Reese from yesterday's J. Martin Ramon on today's Zone Daily Podcast.
1: Yesterday's headlines, tonight's topics, and one big story you need to know. This is the Zone Daily Podcast with Will
0: Bowling. Welcome in. As promised, on the Mark Bay Real Estate Hotline, our pal Brad Hopkins, who you guys know very well out there. B-Hop, how are you this morning?
1: Good morning, gentlemen. How are we?
0: We're doing okay. So um, we start here, and then we can talk about the football side of things. I mean, we have to get your thoughts on Floyd Reese and what happened over the weekend. Obviously, him passing away. Not news any of us were, were hoping to get on Saturday, but obviously somebody that played a very important role in your life.
1: Yeah, I have to be honest, guys. I really, really wasn't even aware of his illness. So it mm-hmm. came to me as a surprise when I got the message that um, he had passed away. And it just seems to be indicative of the times nowadays. We, you know, we have to be so appreciative of the time that we have here because we're not guaranteed any day. So it's unfortunate that, um, that we got the news. Um, Floyd was extremely pivotal um, in our transition here to Tennessee. When I, I got to the Oilers, you know, uh, Floyd was the assistant general manager below Mike Holaback, who was the one that drafted me. But, you know, Floyd always stood out. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that, you know, had football experience. The way he spoke to us made us feel like he could relate. You know, he always had some little quirky way of introducing mm-hmm. himself. So and he always felt like he was in control, too. You know, I think that when you look at front office people and, you know, the relationships that they have with players and community, you know, Floyd stood out because he was one of those guys that always made himself available. And you know I really appreciated the time that we had together. So it's truly sad. And, and I feel sorry for his, his wife, Sally, and uh, the rest of his family because I know they're going to truly miss him.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, h- how was it with, with your involvement with him as a player to GM role? Sometimes I think that on the outside we see or we get labeled, man, it's a business, it's a business. But clearly we're seeing that. He was a guy that not only had relationships, but it showed in his communication with you guys, and just, it's rare to actually have those type of involvement sometimes.
1: I think a lot of it was his his visibility. I mean, he was a guy that wore a suit, you know, a shirt and tie to work every day, even in the heat, and he'd be out there at practice, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how it is nowadays, but... You know, when you see people that are that are involved in putting together a team like that and they're actually literally out there watching you practice, you know, during mm-hmm. the drills and, and interacting with you in between. that's just it's a different relationship, you know. So, you know, I guess we were spoiled having a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Then again, when you go through a, a transition like we did, where you uproot the entire franchise and you move, you know, to a different state, it kinda of galvanizes you a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think just in in watching Floyd deal with the the community here um like he did in houston and watch the relationships develop you know that was it was truly a remarkable thing and he was one of the catalysts for us being here of course
2: when it when it comes down to um the type of guys that he brought in i I feel like every gm has a type where it's like man they they find a way to find the underdog type or they find a way just to hit the right guys what what was what was your experience like with him bringing in guys I say after you or maybe seeing the guys before you what type of culture it was you know what what what, what yeah. was his guy
1: well he liked smart tough players you mean players that made good decisions but ultimately players that like players that could also you know fight through the adversities of being uh, a player you know, some of us can't deal with that you know you know what it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know you want to find somebody that can get through the grind of training camp can uh, get through the grind of, of stepping in and filling in for somebody when they didn't expect to, you know, so you got to be mentally have mental fortitude to do it, and I think that he did a good job of, of distinguishing those players that could actually get it done over the long haul, too, you know, because if you think about it, the guys that Floyd was drafting, you know, we stick around for a long time, mm. pretty much, you know, comparatively speaking. So, it's just, you know, I, I really you know appreciate his way of assessing talent and putting together rosters for us that were extremely competitive, to say the least.
0: Some of those names, McNair, Eddie George, Javon Kurse, D. Mace, Frank Wycheck. I mean, it's a who's who, Hoppy. I mean, mean, you think about it. I have no idea. Obviously, a general manager, some general manager was going to build this team, but you think about the guys that he acquired and what those names mean to this city and you just recognize what Mm -hmm. a large imprint that one man had on the city of nashville
1: and think about that it's 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 unique in being able to find guys that you know are willing to transition um find guys that are willing to commit themselves and you know be a part of a unit be a part Mm -hmm. of a team so you have to understand exactly what you have and floyd did floyd understood you know the chemistry that our team had and looking for the right type of players that would fit into our system that way we can keep this thing going. So he did that over a number of years, and it was easy then for him to build a family, so to speak, and that's what he did.
0: Brad Hopkins, our guest here on uh, J. Martin Ramon this morning, Hoppy, what are you seeing in the preseason right now? I know you're looking at the league as a whole with what you're yeah. doing on Sirius XM and all, but, but localizing at least for a moment, what do you feel right now when you're watching or when you're seeing reports on what's happening with this Titans team where it does feel like there's, a certainly, there's certainly a contender window that exists right now?
1: Yeah, and, and I'm sure that you guys over the years that we've covered this franchise have recognized the difference the difference in the mentality that you know not only the players themselves have, but the people that are watching this team as a whole, the expectation has been ramped up exponentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you have the talent that this team has and you have the success that this team has had as of lately, people start looking at you from a different lens. And with that comes you know a certain level of expectation. And this team is, is definitely there. They're getting the national accolades. This is a relatively small market that's getting a lot of attention because we have – MVP type candidates that are helping run this team. And I think that, you know, just by some of the things that we've dealt with over the last year or so, like improving the defense, like bringing in some veterans that can give them a shot in the arm and be able to get off the field on third down, Mm -hmm. give the offense many opportunities, you know, that's some of the things that we've seen them working hard towards. I think Mike Brable has been a phenomenal hire and that he's helped create a culture here of accountability and you know, like almost like Urban Meyer would say the onus, the onus is on them to get it done. And that's regardless of expectations. So I think this is a very talented team that um, has the attention of a lot of people, even the ones that are actually competitive, uh, contending for championships. This team is one of those ones that's right there. So it's different. It's different when you look at this team, not just being somebody that's you know in the middle, mm-hmm. like we're used to seeing. You know, this is a team that could be in the forefront. And, and, and win a championship if they have the right type of defense and the right type of mentality.
2: That's that's interesting you bring it up because one thing I, I kind of brought up earlier was the fact that – Looking at where this team is now into John Robinson and how he's cultivating a group of culture with mm-hmm. Coach Vrabel and looking at the way Floyd Reese did it with Jeff Fisher, like it's weird how the world works sometimes where you see history repeat itself a little bit. And to that point about getting a championship team, do you see the correlation between what John Robinson and Vrabel are doing and what Fisher and Floyd Reese did here in the past?
1: Absolutely. What a great, what a great analogy because mm-hmm. it's so true. Now that I start thinking about it, there's, there are tons of comparisons between John Robinson and Floyd Reese. I mean, two guys that are connected with the players, uh, two guys that have great relationships. There's no distance. Um, they're very visible, like we mentioned. And I, I've had a great uh, relationship with John Robinson at this point to see some similarities between the way that he actually puts together a team and the teams that we had put together mm-hmm. um, you know, to make our championship runs. Because for a while, they were really, really good. I think this team is on the precipice of doing some of the same things. and I can really have an appreciation for just his eye for talent, John Robinson, I mean, and Mm -hmm. his relationship with the guys to get the most out of the ones that he does bring into the building. Also, I think that the relationship between John and and Mike is symbiotic of just, you know, how these players feel about one another, you know, and you don't see any distance. You don't see any discord. You see them, you know, um, completely aligned when it comes to, you know, putting together this roster and the kind of guys that they can see making this thing go. They're no problem children, pretty much. If they, if they are, then the culture works itself out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see exactly what you're saying. You know, Floyd's or John's done a tremendous job of finding the right type of people with the right type of attitude and helping them create the right kind of mentality to really ensure that this team gives itself the, the best chance to win. You know, this is, if you look at Cleveland and how they were at the bottom of the division mm-hmm. in the North for so long, they made investments to draft well and keep those guys that they did draft in-house. And, of course, sprinkling with a couple of free agents that can help, you know, with the seasoning. And now you have the maintenance of a team that can challenge for the division and dare we say the conference. Well, the Tennessee Titans have done some of the same things. Investing in, in guys up front that can protect the integrity of the pocket. You know, establishing a stout run game with one of the best running backs in the league. And now they can have a complement of a defense that can, you know, flat out get after it, get out, get turnovers. And put the ball back into the hands of the offense to create more opportunity. So it's great. it's just exactly what you want. They've done a good job.
0: Mm-hmm. Your comment about being a symbiotic relationship—you've seen it both ways. Like you've seen the you've seen the front office of where there's like mm-hmm. a total disconnect from what's happening on the sidelines, and then you've seen this. How important, in your opinion, do you think that it is for a general manager and a coach to kind of share a brain, but at the same time hold each other accountable in both directions?
1: If you think about it, you know, a family works best when you see both the parents aligned with the same ideologies, right? I mean, they're not pushing against one another. They're not creating some sort of discord. You know, you don't see um, backbiting or any of that stuff because players notice that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that when you look at the relationship that these two have, it, it makes sense. You know, it's like they believe and, and are confident that each other are making the right decisions. And that, as from a player standpoint, that speaks volumes. I think one thing that does help is the fact that John has been, uh, Mike has been in the position of the guys that he's coaching, and therefore when he's speaking to John or they're doing some of the things that you know, are helping put this team in a position, you know, it's coming from you know, a place of understanding, and from both standpoints. I'm you know, sure John never was in Mike Vrabel's shoes, and, you know. I'm sure maybe who knows maybe Mike Vrabel at some point wants to be in John's shoes, but. You know, right now you see an understanding that each other that they have for each other, and it really shows itself on the groceries that they pick for this team. So I'm proud of both of them and the job that they've been able to do to create a competitor here in Nashville.